That's it. <laughs> Did you know that Ron Jeremy used to be a special education teacher? I didn't know, and I don't really care to know it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I cannot wait until he's canceled. Maybe he's already canceled. No, he is. He's done. He's done because, like, thank goodness. But it was even back, like, in 2005 and 2006. I remember people saying, like, uh, you know, I went to this uh, porn convention and Ron Jeremy was kissing my girlfriend's neck. It wasn't that funny, you know. And like we we did think it was funny back then, but then now he does it, and and uh, you know, see what happens in sixteen years. Sixteen years. Sixteen, 16 years. years. Grew up in the <laughs> suburb, kissing girls' necks for sixteen years. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Forever Bogus Podcast. And it's me, your bogus host that knows the most, B-Boy, Bogus Bryce, staring at my best friend that you know from the middle school lunch table, J-Dow. Yeah, this is the best rapper at the middle school lunch table. Hey, guys, thanks for having me again. And I'm thanking you, the audience, because <laughs> it's up to you <laughs> for some reason. Is it really up to them? Yeah, I guess, well, if, if everybody stopped listening... The moment that I started recording with you, then it would really be up to them. I guess so. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're right. So you guys could still do that at any time. Yeah, you can stop the podcast right now. Stop it right now. <laughs> don't listen to any more of it immediately. Well, let's Jay- do an experiment. No, no, no. Don't stop. No, this is no, important. Don't stop. Everyone yeah. stop listening right now. Right now. <laughs> then they're going to miss out on the entire show. <laughs> well, they caught the best of it already. That's true, right? The bit about Ron Jeremy. <laughs> you get the best of both worlds. Yep. No, I hope you're still listening. Uh, here's a tip to uh, podcasters out there. Don't start your episode by demanding your audience turns off the episode. <laughs> I think it's tip number one in the book, man. Yeah, absolutely. And my brothers <laughs> and everybody, they all tell you, you can't, you can't tell people to stop listening. Because they will. Yep. <laughs> well, whether if you like it or not, j Dog, school is back in session. I don't like it. Uh, I've, I've never liked it. I think that it's the beginning of society starting to oppress us and tell us <laughs> there are rules and beat us down. I've heard some horror stories from you uh, about school, and it doesn't seem like you really enjoyed school at all. No parts of it. Like, even college, I was like, I don't want to die. I don't, don't want, want to I want die. To die. <laughs> you want to die. <laughs> no, but I, 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 you know, school forms who you are. And like, uh, if you are a nostalgic person like us, and if you're listening to the show, you probably are. A lot of the things that you like are because it was your escape from school. It was like the yes. things you liked, you know. So, hey, back to school. It's September, man. What, what are you going to do? That's right. We're getting yeah. into Halloween we- soon. I know you guys are out there thinking, when are they going to talk about scary movies? I talk about <laughs> scary movies all the time. Every day. I just want to talk about I'm sure it. both of our wives are sick of hearing it. <laughs> right. Right. That but today like, on the Bogus Cast, we're going back to school. You work in a school, so you know it's back to school. And yep. let me tell you something. The, the, the ultimate, the last lifeline for me as a kid, you know, I, I really did. I, school was like jail, you know. I wasn't a yeah. bad kid, but I felt like I was 
I was going to jail, man. They were putting me away. You ever hear? You always hear about the love of Saturday morning cartoons, but do you ever hear about the love of before school cartoons? <laughs> Not that often, but I totally understand that. It, it felt like, you know, around here, and I guess most places in the United States, school starts at 8 a.m. That's the first bell. That's like yep. when you got to be there and sitting down and stuff. So if you live like close enough to your school, you could be watching cartoons up until like 7.50, yep. you know, and that is your last lifeline before you're dragged away to a hellhole uh, <laughs> for hours where your only piece of joy is stealing the blue squishy fun tack off of the side of the posters. Do you ever steal that stuff? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. And then I would play with it throughout the day or yeah. in your case, rapping at the middle school lunch table. That's right. But it just, we'll, we'll get to that story one day. It's not as joyous as you think. It was for self-defense, <laughs> okay. but, uh, oh, damn. <laughs> so Cartoon Network actually, um, for years and years, they would just kind of play the old cartoons, all the old famous ones. And so the before school cartoons up until about 98 was world famous tunes at 7.30 AM. Nice. Um, and that was 1998, but I, I really don't have any uh, affection for that. But what I do have is the show that took that 7.30 a.m. slot, starting in the year 99 and ran through 2000, was Dexter's Laboratory. Hell yes. Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, Yeah, there was I don't think that's the intro at all. i got to be honest with you. Uh, No, that's the outro. (laughs) I think you whiffed that. Okay. Um, I... I don't know something about this animation. It, it had that this like kind of softness to it that you see in Rugrats. That's kind of hard to describe as soft colors, nothing beating you over the head. And it just, I did really like Dexter, but I think I also took to it a little more because it felt like my last lifeline before jail. Yeah, I mean that, that totally that makes was my, sense. That was my last dinner, cartoon dinner. What would be your last cartoon dinner before prison? <laughs> Unfortunately, my mom worked in the middle school. She was a secretary there. So I had to be at school at like 730. That's when she had to report to school. Gotcha. And she would take me to school. So I didn't get to watch cartoons that often. Now, before that, prior to her getting the job, my morning cartoons were the real Ghostbusters and G.I. Joe. Yeah. And as soon as I heard G.I. Joe, I turned that shit off. What? <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were saying that was your jam. You, you, just, you hated no, it? No, I never said that was my jam. I love oh. the real Ghostbusters. I love it to death. But man, there's something about G.I. Joe I can never get into. Yeah, a lot of Joe heads out there are flipping their wig right now. That's fine. They, they that. stopped listening to the podcast at the intro. It's all yeah, good. I know, and I told them to. Um, <laughs> but Dexter's Lab is interesting, and I did not know this, but Seth MacFarlane of, of Family Guy was a storyboard artist for a number of years on Dexter's oh, Laboratory. That kind so of makes sense. You could kind of see that, and I don't know, it's just sort of interesting to, uh, you think that's bad? What about yes. the time Dexter's Lab took over for world-famous cartoons? And that, that's what I'm saying, too, is that there are quite a few, like, random antics, like comedy bits and stuff that it almost seems out of place. And I, I bet you that comes from Seth's head. Right. Um, I also want to run through a few more before-school cartoons that were sort of my final oasis. Uh, 6.30 a.m. in the year 2002 started Max Steel. Do you remember Max Steel? Oh, man. Talk about nostalgia blast. Yes, that's a blast wow. for you. Forgot that it exists, right? It's like this weird yes. lo-fi CG animation that kind of looks like, um, you know, that all that stuff of the Beast Bo- uh not Beast Borgs, Beast Wars. Yeah, all that like, like kind of crappier. Yes, uh, that's reboot was what I was thinking. That, that crappier sort of computer animation. But Max Steel's deal was like, 
he was James Bond, but he fucks. Yes. Like, you know, he, he was good at skating and good at surfing. And he, like, good at skydiving and stuff like that. And his villain was called Psycho. And he had mm-hmm. a robot shark face under a human face. I, I think Max Steel, the cartoon, was only created to sell the toys. Because I remember Absolutely. the toys. Every single action that he did, like surfing or skydiving and stuff like that, they would make a toy there was a and with it. that action. I have told the story uh, on the podcast before about how one of my memories of as a kid of like this weird things that I used to do is I used to on snow days I would throw action figures out my bedroom window <laughs> and then do rescue missions it was a Max Steel figure that makes total sense because there yeah. was an actual snowboarding whatever yeah he was gear. like yeah he was getting snowboard pussy and he was getting <laughs> skateboard pussy <laughs> <laughs> we gotta save the lodge. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. Kind of like He Man of its time, where like there, there was just nothing to the cartoon. It was just yeah. totally vapid and stupid, but probably really fun for a nostalgic watch. But absolutely designed to sell toys. And if you watch the commercials, uh, which I have a, a whole bunch here, they absolutely fuck and, and slap. They fuck yes. and slap. They're rad. They are super rad. Well, you know the first instance of. Uh, the beginning of school was when your parents took you back to school shopping, especially for clothes. Yeah, dude. I want to guess two of your fashions that you wore. Ooh. Okay. All right. Go for it. Let's hear it, J-Dog. Uh, book sock do-rag. You ever do that? <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. You take the book sock off the book and you wear it as a do-rag? That's hilarious. You ever saw I've that? never heard of that fashion before. Oh, no. man. <laughs> well, it wasn't, nobody ever did it seriously, but at the end of the year when it was time to pass your books back in, you wore that book sock as a, as a do-rag. Oh, that makes sense. And I just, I just gauge you as a Jinko guy. Ah, oh, damn. Okay. All right. I have a bit of a story about Jinko jeans. No kidding. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. So I'm sure our listeners are aware of Jinko jeans. They're still going on today. They're the very famous late 90s jeans that were very wide-legged and very baggy. And I always associated that with like the hip-hop culture for some reason. Mm-hmm. Not around here. Around here, it was more about like skater cult. Not even skater culture. Skaters wouldn't wear that. It was yeah. like it was. You know who wore jenkos around here? It was the kids who hung out outside the mall smoking cigarettes and playing hacky sack. <laughs> were they wearing beanies as well? I hope so. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Hard to say. Well, jenko jeans were so popular they, that it inspired many like knockoff jeans. And uh, I begged my parents for Jinko jeans back in like probably like 1998. Oh, no. Did they get uh, you the bootlegs? And I don't know if you remember how expensive they were. They would range from like $80 to $150. Yeah. Because that's a lot of denim. It makes sense because if you think about one pair of jeans is like, I don't know how much is jeans back then, 25, 30 bucks? I'd Um, say by probably 40, 50 dollars. Well, there's like six pairs of jeans in one pair of Jinkos. <laughs> yes. So you have to do, if you do gene math, which I do all the time. <laughs> That's your job, isn't it? Yeah, just like, you know, when I'm hanging brain and just relaxing, I do gene math. How many jeans would I need to go around my car? Just as long as the jeans don't come walking into your living room disembodied. Ah! 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 Scary nightmare. <laughs> Just these disembodied jeans, Jinko jeans walking up into your living hey, room. Everybody gags until the pants starts walking. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't but heard that in a while. Did they get you bootleg Jinkos? Uh, so my parents would not get me Jinkos, but they got me the knockoffs called Zones Jeans. Did they hate you or what? <laughs> <laughs> they must have, dude. Seriously. So uh, JCPenney, 
uh, pretty much answer the call to the very popular Jinko jeans by producing zones, which looking at them, you could tell that they were a knockoff. Yeah. Did they try to do like the street art aesthetic? They thing? tried to, to a certain extent. It yeah. felt more like, uh, you know, Arizona jeans that come from JCPenney. If like, they're kind of thin denim and they yeah. look kind of cheap, that's how like zones looked and felt. Right. But you got to tell me, you can say, mom, if you buy me one pair of Jenkos, let's do gene math, mom. That's six <laughs> pair of jeans. Do you not understand? You, you only need to buy me one pair of jeans. No, I th- honestly, around here, that, that story worries me because I don't know how it was by you, but around here, it's just like bootleg clothes was a death sentence. Yes. If you went to school with bootleg clothes, you were not making it through the day. It's pretty sad because that same thing happened in my hometown of 5,000 people. Like the closest mall to get name brand stuff was over an hour away. So majority of the kids had knockoffs or Walmart, you know, uh, yeah, clothing, yeah. except for if you were like a prep or something. I hate using terms like that, but it's the truth. They would have, you know, Hollister or American Eagle or Jinko jeans and uh, they would flaunt it, you know. My mom drove me one hour. To get my Jinko jeans. And I smoked cigarettes outside. <laughs> with my beanie with flames on it. Oh, uh, damn, I can picture it. Yes. Shit. <laughs> so I went to uh, the first day of fifth grade, I think it was, fourth or fifth grade, with my big, baggy, wide-legged Zones jeans with a, a very vibrant blue plaid shirt. Wow. Uh, with... The the worst fucking haircut you can ever imagine. I, I don't know if you can tell I am bald, so it's hard to tell exactly what color hair I had, but I was pretty much platinum blonde. Yeah, you had like what you were white hair. I was, you were pre- like I was pretty a, much white hair. You were like a uh uh I was gonna say a Muppets baby, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You were <laughs> I thought you were calling me albino, and then that's where we're gonna end the show and end our friendship. Has anybody but, ever call, said that when you had Oh that yeah, thing? absolutely. Oh, yeah, I get, yeah. I get called names. I got called names all the time back then. Casper. That's tight though. So I I guess a, a dead child. You should have no, you know. should have leaned into it because then you could have said Casper from kids, the 2000, early 2000s movie. <laughs> right, 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 right. But uh I don't know why I did this, and I, and I don't know why I thought it was cool, but there was this hair gel that changed your hair different colors. And Oh, dude, I got to – yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me up with this story. So our school colors were blue and white. Fuck, did you do blue and white, you fucking nerd? And so I did blue in my hair. Fuck! And what's even worse is that I had, like, the duckbill haircut. So, you know, the hair's pretty short except for the front. The front, you have a bit of a bang, so you can, like, Ugh. not really spike it up. It's more of, like, an angle. It's like a little ramp. You, you guys can't see this, but the story is putting me through physical pain. <laughs> like, I, it's actually hurts. You were cringing. I can see it's, this. It's like, <laughs> it's cutting through me. Oh my so god. So here I am. Uh I'm probably nine years old, short, scrawny, walking in with these big ass baggy zones, with this big ass baggy plaid <laughs> blue shirt. Yo, with- check out Bryce in his zones. Dude I was the talk of the town. I was the yeah, talk of the class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for all the great reasons, not for all the good reasons, but sure. whatever. Whatever. You were doing a you were doing a sub zero for Mortal Kombat thing. Yes. <laughs> If you if you turned out to be a rapper that year, your name would be Blue Snow. Oh, dude. Hey, what's up? I'm Blue Snow. Oh, man. I think that's my new intro right there. Hey, what up? It's me, Blue Snow. It's Blue Snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drive an hour to get all my clothes at the mall. I'm Blue Snow. 
But I still get knockoffs. Yeah, <laughs> like I, don't even buy I the like name. the knockoffs. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I embrace them. the knockoffs. So what's sad is that this is not the only story I have about these zone jeans. Um, I kind of retired them throughout my, you know, the fifth grade year. But in middle school, I kind of brought them back out, especially for all the middle school dances. Why? Why? Um, I just thought they were cool and fashionable. Like I would stand out to all the girls if I wore them. Well. What year is this, would you say? Uh, middle school. So that was like 2000, 2001. Oh, so 2001, they're, still like, they're still like around. Those big giant yes. jeans are still, yeah, yes. they're still around for like it's another couple of years. still fashionable. So to my sixth grade dance, it was the first dance I'd ever attended. I wore those same zone jeans, a white beater, and a white do-rag. Without saying anything, tell me that you chew giant lumps of uh, bubble tape and listen to The Offspring. <laughs> I didn't oh. like the offspring. I was like slowly getting into rap. I think this is the same year that like 50 cents um, album came out with birthday and all the other stuff. Like I was listening to it very Damn, heavily. Blue snow. And, um, they, blue snow, baby. No, you didn't. What's blue up? snow. Blue snow. Blue hey, snow. It's me, blue snow. Softer. Like Michael Jackson. Almost. <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. It's me, blue snow. Like when you, when they interview me, like the mic has to be like touching my yeah. lips. <laughs> it's just, it's everything you say is clipping. Cause you talk so quietly. And yes. hell yeah. Hey, Hey, it's me, it's Blue Snow. Blue Snow. <laughs> uh, but Little John's Get Low was huge at this oh, time. Like, it was wow. blowing up. And the DJ accidentally played the dirty version of Get Low no, at my middle were, school dance. You guys were getting pumped, I bet. You guys got pumped. Nothing more pumped than a bunch of sixth graders who just were, heard a cuss word. <laughs> to the window! I mean, dude, I, I, got, I got to ask you. Yeah. Can I hear your best Little John impression? Um. <laughs> all right, ready? Please, yes, okay. yes, yes. Should go. I play some music? No, no, no. Okay. Let me just get ready. Okay. Hey, what's up? It's me, little. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's me, little John, and I I do rapping and partying. Three. Uh, hey, what's up? It's little John. I'm here. That's, that's, God damn it. <laughs> is that all right? I really thought that you're going to embrace this comedy bit, but yeah. you took it in a way different direction. And I'm okay with that. No, this is I'm it. I'm okay this with that. This is it. This is it. It's, this is it. Um, I loved it. I thought Little John was hilarious, uh, especially when Dave Chappelle started making fun of him. And so that was like a, a thing, a comedy bit that went around my group of friends yeah. for like a good couple years. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I wanted to just follow up your story with the uh, fake hair spray oh god situation because that really took me back uh so this is this is bad my my decline in my education started at third grade you could you could see me like on track in preschool and kindergarten first grade second grade like okay yeah he might you know this might be a smart kid and then you could just see starting at third grade it absolutely turned out why why is that my because my third grade teacher, we didn't know it because it was the 90s, but she had clinical depression and she would oh, just eat Wendy's and put her head guys. down. On, no, she would put her head down and go to sleep for two hours. But uh, anyway, I had a I, third grade. I, I came into school and I was – there's two teachers. You get this you get this fat lady who is depressed and you can get this old lady who is like 400 years old. She's like an old witch. Those Damn. are the two third grade teachers. So I got the really old witch. And the on the second day of school, the old witch um, – saw that my desk was messy and I was drawing cartoons of all the kids in class. So she flipped my desk and dumped my books all over the floor. What and the I was, fuck? I was traumatized. So I asked to be switched into the fat depressed ladies class and they did. And on the first day 
of class in the depressed ladies class, I went to the bathroom at late in the morning and I just didn't go back until the end of the day because I was hanging out in the bathroom with the fifth graders doing pull-ups in the bathroom and spraying my hair blue. So she told me to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So, so when uh, blue snow gets famous and starts getting acting roles and stuff, you would be the stunt devil. No, I'm, I'm, I'm blue Viper. I'm a different rapper. You're blue Viper. Okay. Are, Are we, are we like mortal enemies then? No, no, we're great friends. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, so I went to the bathroom at like nine thirty a.m. and then came back at like two thirty right before <laughs> school was closing. Hair. With blue hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did your teacher say anything about it? Yeah, she she threatened to. Uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing. She threatened to make me stay after class and do like all the work I missed the whole day, and I just started screaming and she just <laughs> let me go. She was like, "Okay, I can't take that. That's too much." Blue Viper, calm down. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> Good. God. You're not punished because I can't listen to that. That is insane, dude. That is insane. <laughs> we can't talk about back to school without talking about back to school, starring Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, oh is the God. sixth highest grossing film of 1986, and it's also the second highest grossing comedy of the year. Uh, back to school. I've I've only seen it a couple of times. I'll be honest, not a good movie. I don't um, think it's funny. You are a liar, and you've crossed the line. And uh, dude, I think time. you crossed the line. I think I think you're wrong, dude. Do you think you crossed the line like you did? That's exactly what I'm talking about. I, I do. I do like this movie. I think that like it's kind of peak Rodney, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, he's R.I.P. Rodney. The world could really use him right now in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I really want to bring this house up because they, we're gearing up for the Halloween season. And there is a uh, parallel here, which is the character Diane in the film back to school. Her house that we see a few times uh, was the Doyle's house that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis hmm. babysat at, babysat oh. at in uh, Halloween. I did uh, not catch that. Yeah, so it's a little a little connection, you know? It's great because back to school you watch in September because you're going back to school. And yep. Halloween you watch in October Halloween. So you're seeing that house again, you know? That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to watch back to school again. And since we're talking about back to school media, we can't go without talking about TV shows that were about school. There's a lot of them. Now, that's a, that's a big thing. There are so Which many. Which is kind of strange because you would think like – I was just in that bitch all day. I don't want to watch fake movies about that shit all day. Some things like made school feel all right. Um, like, for instance, Saved by the Bell kind of made school feel okay. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, I, I could see the opposite end, too. For me, it was, look, <laughs> if you know me, you know I'm a, I'm a bellhead. You know? <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. You, you wake I, uh, up to it. You fall asleep to it. You, you talk about it all day. I'm a Bayside head uh, okay. all the way through and through, and I love all the characters, and I, I could name them if I wanted to. Um, sure, sure you can. Do you want me to? Um, no, it's fine. We don't have to right. really have the time for it. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, if, I, if, I, <laughs> if you wanted me to, I would say my favorite character is um, just uh, Justin. And Justin, Light, and Travis uh, are my favorite Saved by the Bell characters. You remember that? I don't really necessarily remember those characters, but I'm sure they were rad. Yeah, they're great. Are you and, sure it's not um, Screech? I'm pretty sure that you're like oh, a closeted Screech fan. Like I'm a Screech head. And I'm a Screech head. I have to admit it. I'm a Screech head. A lot of people know that about me. Actually, Screech, um, 
Screech was in an altercation uh, before he died, a couple years before he died, where he stabbed someone yes. in a Long Island uh, bar. And you won't stop talking about it. Well, the person who he stabbed, <laughs> I know indirectly. Really? Yes. Like second, third hand, I know. I don't know, I, meaning I don't know them at all. But Yeah, you've my, never talked to the guy, but you my, know a guy that knows the guy. My coworker went to high school with the guy who was stabbed by Screech. So, so the guy didn't die after getting stabbed. No, he didn't die. Okay, great. He it was it was near fatal, Jeez. and uh, <laughs> you know, and then that boy he uh, he died, man. Screech. That's that's very sad. That's probably the worst fact about Saved by the Bell that I've ever heard. Is that Screech died? No, the guy got stabbed and didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh no oh, we're good. getting canceled we're getting great. canceled you've done it i have to tell you a few things about saved by the bell because it is my favorite show i am a bellhead oh gosh and any bellhead out there would know that um the show the set the famous set of uh bayside high school is still being being utilized to this day it's still active and it's still up on the uh disney channel lots really you could see it pretty recently on that's so raven huh that's so. I mean, that's not too. I don't know. When, that's not recent at all. That's like 2002. Yeah, you, I, you would be up on your fucking. That's so Raven info. Are you a Ravenhead? I, I'm not a Ravenhead. I, I never yeah. really got into that era of uh, Disney Channel. Yeah. I, I knew. I mean, I was aware of it, but I was like more into being in a band and you know trying to get touched by girls. Yeah. I, well, I'm a Ravenhead. <laughs> I'm calling your BS, dude. I'm calling it. Yeah. But speaking of Dustin Diamond, um, Screech, he tried to, I think he wrote a book about himself, an autobiography, or like he spoke and then a writer retyped it into a way that makes fucking sense and it's not written by an idiot. (laughs) Not to speak ill of the dead or anything. But uh, Dustin Diamond's first attempt to write a book was dropped by his publisher. Uh, He had a a three, or no, I'm sorry, sorry, six-figure deal. So something in the hundreds of thousands to write a book about his life. And when he submitted it to the publisher, they said, this is not publishable. Are you kidding? Yeah. Why and, is and that? Did they give him the reason? I know. they. they it's it's quiet. Uh, and he eventually did get to release something, from what okay. I understand. But I just assume it was trash. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, this is a great theme song. Uh, do you know any any um, bellhead out there <laughs> know, would know that this is one of the best theme songs? Do you know this theme song? Yes. When it's I wake up in the morning, the morning and, a, and a, yes. When does he do? When I wake up in the morning, what? Um, when I think I, he has. A, he's you know rubs one out real quick. When I wake up in the morning and I'm pulling out my boning and I gotta <laughs> get to school on time. I think that's how it goes. Um, that song was written by the by Scott Gale, who also wrote the theme song for Golden Girls, which is oh. the song. That's like yes. the best song. And uh, while we're still here, just in in bellhead territory, because I know all my bellheads out there are really uh, getting excited and getting amped up about this kind of stuff. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But uh, one of your favorite people auditioned for the show and did not make the cut. I'm going to give of my you my favorite people. Yeah, uh, I, I can't think of any hints, but his name is Jaleel White. Can you guess who it is? Oh, yeah, Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel. How interesting was this before or after Family Matters? It was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Should I cut uh, this part out of the show? Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, Jillian... 
No, that's good. Oh, that's so good. I love that. I, I don't know. I don't. I just I, didn't, didn't fucking. At least it. you're honest. At least you're I not trying think. to BS it or taking a moment to Google it. I I'm appreciate not a liar the anymore. I was a big liar when I was a kid. I used to, when school age, back to school, man. I used to tell all kinds of crazy stories, like weird shit. Me like, too. I just come into school, and be like, somebody broke into my house. Last oh night. my god! And they'd be like, what? For real? And they'd think it was a real thing, and then I'd, and then I'd be like, yeah, I had to fight him. I, I remember in second grade, we had to keep a journal, like a daily journal. And we were on, I think, Thanksgiving break or Christmas break. And I was the same way as you. I would tell a lie just for the hell of it. I don't it's know fun. why. It's so fun. And and uh, I, I wrote my journal and told my teacher that I flew to Chicago to have dinner with Michael Jordan. <laughs> You're a fucking liar. <laughs> you know, this teacher is thinking, I got this little ass kid. He's got blue and white hair, and he is a fucking liar. <laughs> the teacher straight up looked at my journal and looked right at me straight in the eyes and just shook her head. And like I was like, it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> bellheads are a very serious fandom. So I know they're out there and they're listening and stuff. So I, I just want to keep my bellheads in check and uh, my fellow bellheads. Okay, okay. And Bruce, I'm going to quiz you. Pop quiz. Back God to damn, school. you're going to call me Bruce. Pop. Did I call you Bruce? Damn, now we really have to stop the podcast. I have a coworker named Bruce, and then I, I podcast with Bryce. This is the first time I've heard it out loud. Yeah. It does not feel good, J-Dog. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so- <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. Okay, okay give, me, give me the pop quiz. <laughs> All right, we're back to school, Bryce, and it's back to Thank school you. time. You got to understand, bro. I got three bins of unwashed laundry right now. You know what I mean? I can't remember really? names. No, I, I did it last night. I'm all caught up. Um, here, pop quiz. Back to school. Okay, okay, okay. This show was nominated for one daytime Emmy ever. Uh, any That was the only time it was ever nominated for anything. Can you guess what the Emmy was, what category it was? Hmm. Now, before you answer, let me just talk about, think about the acting. I know, so I'm saying best lead actor. Oh, wow, wow, yeah. There's some acting in there. Oh, there's some handsome and, you know, oh, there's great act. Oh, there's great theme song. Oh, wow, wow. Uh, what? No, psych. It's all trash. It's a terrible show. And it was it was nominated for a daytime Emmy and outstanding achievement in lighting. Are you kidding? That was it. That is hilarious. They, they watched one episode and they realized that Zach is a total asshole. Screech is fucking weird and crazy. Yeah. But look at that lighting. Look how that set is lit. Sick lighting. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive. Say something nice about the show. I have yes. nothing to say. It is lit. <laughs> not, there's nice lights above it. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's light bulbs seem to be working. They're screwed in cool. tight enough. They're- it's bright. <laughs> well, do you guys like the acting or anything? I mean, a lot of these kids were. No, no, no. I mean, no, no, the no, lighting no. is fa- like, we'll talk more about the lighting, but I, I, don't, I don't know what you want me to say about the acting. <laughs> right. Jesus. <laughs> so everyone remembers Saved by the Bell. So I thought let's get a little, you know, more obscure when it comes to TV shows about school. Yeah. I mean, I, I also just, do, do you bring up, uh, I mean, Boy Meets World was heavily set in school. It was. It, I mean, it definitely was. But I don't really see that as like a school-based show. Gotcha. I, I'm thinking more like head of the class. Oh. Do you remember the sitcom? I, re- I, I Did you like, do we watch this recently for like a Halloween show or something? I don't think so. Okay. But they did have a Halloween special that was pretty good. I think we I think we brought this up on a Halloween. Uh, we brought this show up 
on like a Halloween episode in the past, I think. And I tried Potentially. to I tried we've to watch it. We've only done like a hundred episodes together. Yeah. And this is the first time you called me Bruce. So I guess that's pretty good. Yeah, it is late and I'm uh you're all hyped up on that that bellhead juice. Well, that's the thing. Once you get going on the bell train, I got to tell you something about myself. Oh, good I God. love <laughs> Saved by the Bell. I'm, I know, I know. I'm a certified bellhead. Uh, I gave you, you know, what can I say? No, uh, go ahead. Tell me, tell me more about <laughs> Head of the Class. Head of the Class. It was an American sitcom TV series that ran from 1986 to 1991 on... The ABC Television Network. That's your, that's your bread and butter right there. Man. ABC, especially around this time period, absolutely. I, I totally agree. TGIF, come on. I was baiting you to set up. I was trying to set you up to talk about Boy Meets World. and, and Nope. You know. I, I don't. It's not really obscure, and it's not really a like a school-based TV show. But uh, it does have Mr. Feeney. It does. It absolutely does. But head of the class is about a a group of um, academically gifted high schoolers. It starred uh, Tony O'Dell from Karate Kid, uh, Dan Frischman, and Dan Schneider. Dan Dan Feet Pie Schneider? Dan Feet Pie Schneider. Wow. Bring out the ketchup. Uh, for those of you out there who don't know the reference, check it out. Check out Dan Schneider and his spooky yeah. Do a history. quick Google. Do yeah. a quick Google search. So do it, do it right before you go to bed, so you have fresh. There nightmares. we go. I'm sure there are a bunch of YouTube videos out there. Make a playlist. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> oddly enough, this is the first like American sitcom to be shot in Russia, which is so very odd. Just a very odd fact. Oh. But uh, you, as you know, Dan Frischman and Dan Schneider went on to work heavily in Nickelodeon, uh, both uh, producing and starring in Nickelodeon shows such as Kenan and Kel. He worked heavily, all right. That yeah. fat fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So by the final season of uh, Head of the Class, pretty much all the characters were in their 30s. Yeah. What's up with that? I've never understood 30-year-olds playing teenagers. I have to look up head of the class. Um, this was an ABC thing, you said. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a, t- a, a, a school show that was on Fox that was kind of in a similar vein? Do you remember that at all? Uh, radioactive? Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound right. There was no radiation in this show. Uh, <laughs> um, there was another one that I wanted to bring up. I've talked about this show before, and you've made fun of me about this show before. Teen Angel. Because, oh, Teen Angel. That was not Fox. But but it's, it's not what we're talking about here. It's called Welcome Freshman. Oh, this was the one we watched for a Halloween show, and it was, yes. it was, it was very terrible. Yep, that was it. Uh, I actually love Welcome Freshman. And for those who may not know, Welcome Freshman is a, is a Nickelodeon-based uh, comedy series that originally aired on Nickelodeon from 1991 until 1994. And the show took place at Hawthorne High School. Not Hawthorne, Hawthorne Heights, but mm-hmm. Hawthorne High School with a group of high school students and a bubbly vice principal. Sure, sounds exciting. <laughs> Shut up. So uh one of the first this is one of the first shows that was actually filmed uh at Nickelodeon Studios, which I think is a pretty big uh, deal cool. to know. Yeah, that is cool. And the vice principal, uh Mr. Lipman, 
actually became the image of Nick Lillian for a little while. Like he played the adult or dumb persona. Oh, okay. No shit. All right. So he had a life after his show tanked. Uh, I mean, the show went on for three years and for three seasons. So I wouldn't necessarily say the show tanked. Whoa, buddy. You don't have to get so defensive about head of the class here. We're not even talking about head of the class. What's this one I'm called? I'm pretty sure that you just called me Bruce again. So. I did not call you Bruce. <laughs> I did not. Welcome I freshman. I did not. <laughs> Welcome freshman. Uh, so what, what I thought was funny, like every episode, the principal will make like an announcement or like right before he makes an announcement, he has like kind of a, a dream sequence or imaginary sequence where he has this comedy bit uh, where he like walks up on stage to do his stand up and he's pretty much saying like what he wants to say about these kids. Like they're fucking annoying. I can't believe that we caught Jamie uh, spraying his hair with blue stuff in the bathroom again. That's great. That's great. I like that. That's a cool segment. It's fun. Maybe I have to give the show another try. That's what this sh- that's what Forever Bogus is all about. You know, it's uh, rediscovering nostalgia. So. Yeah, absolutely. And the last show uh, I want to talk about is not really necessarily obscure, uh, but there is just so much you can uh, dive into. And that's Degrassi, The Next Generation. Yeah, you're a big Degrassi head, right? I am. Um, Mostly like the the earlier seasons of The Next Generation. And so Degrassi, The Next Generation is a a Canadian-based teen drama that is a direct follow-up from Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. Has anybody ever done a riff about Degrassi the next it's called Dra- it's literally called Degrassi Next Generation yes Degrassi the next generation have they ever heard of a show called Star, Star Trek Next Generation yes <laughs> has there ever been somebody who's done a riff about like the, a combination of the two gr- shows like Degrassi nope. Star Trek you're next the generation. first you're the first man alright well we're gonna have to work on workshop that and come back because I don't know anything about Degrassi Drake is in okay. it right Drake is in it, and he was like famously shot on the show, and was like wheelchair bound for the remaining seasons that he was on for the show. So I saw this Nicolas Cage movie called uh, Wally's Wonderland, and yep. in the movie he has no lines. And when you read the IMDb, <laughs> they say Nicolas Cage always wanted to be in a movie that he has no, and you're like, bullshit. He no. fucking saw that script and was like, I don't want to have any lines. Yeah, I'll do it if this. I don't have to say anything. I don't want to. I don't want to read this. This is a bad, terrible movie. I'll do it, <laughs> but I don't want to say any lines. I, I don't like. I've got. A, I've got up my own cemetery. I have to pay for. Right. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, do you think Drake was like? I love the show, but I don't want to walk anymore. He's like, I'm getting tired of walking. Yes. I don't think that was the case because the show <laughs> dealt a lot with like very serious issues uh, of uh, being a teenager. So sex, teenage pregnancy, bullying, date rape, drug abuse, homosexuality, domestic abuse, suicide, abortion, mental disorders, death. It goes on and on and on and on. All my favorite subjects. They actually should make a movie out of it. Yeah. The idea will be that Nicolas Cage will have the role. He'll be playing a high schooler, you know? <laughs> With for, all the younger high for schoolers. No yeah, Dude, I love it. I'm 16, just like all you guys. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that you bring up, like, making a movie. So are you a Kevin Smith fan? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Smith head through and through. Yes, I love Kevin Smith as well. Uh, so Kevin Smith was a guest during a two-part episode saga. I I think I knew that because like I do like I said I, I I said it in a joking way but I am a fan of Kevin Smith's uh, most of his stuff some of it's you know some of it's so yeah, so but all of it's great I am a fan of his you know pretty much through and through 
Uh, but he does not shut the fuck up about himself. So, like, I definitely <laughs> have heard, you know. You, you can, like, walk down the street and walk past him and be like, hey, is that Kevin Smith? Hey, man, I got to tell you about this time I was on Degrassi and I talked to this guy. And I yes. Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Don't listen to his podcast. Uh, so, so Kevin Smith was a guest, like I said, on Degrassi and the Next Generation. And uh, in the episode, Kevin was in Canada shooting Jane Silent Bob Goes Canadia, eh? And did most of his shooting on uh, the set of Degrassi High. What the fuck was that? What was? It was a parody. It wasn't really necessarily like a, an actual movie. Yeah. Uh, so from what I understand, Kevin is known as a huge, like he's like a super fan of the original Degrassi series because he watched it a lot growing up. And he desperately wanted to direct an episode, at least one episode, if not more. I'm going to, I want to direct an episode as well. Even though he would try multiple times, he was turned down because there was a strict rule on Degrassi that only Canadian filmmakers can direct episodes. So instead, they offered him a role on the show, and uh, he ended up coming between a longtime on again, off again uh, Degrassi couple who was actually on the you know original series and stuff. So he actually broke up these two uh, parents that were pretty big in the Degrassi universe. Was he playing a parent or was he? No, he's playing himself. He was playing himself. He was playing Kevin Smith on the show. Fucking Jason Mewes was on it too, and he was Whoa. playing. You know, he's play, pretty much playing himself. And they actually gave him permission to write his and Jason's own lines, like wow. his own dialogue for the show. Wow, that's great. They, he Smith really likes Canada. I know he's like whole yes. horror friend. He has a horror uh, trilogy. Uh, that's all based around Canada. Yep. I feel like I dogged too hard on Kevin Smith a few moments ago, and I just want to take a moment. Um, hold on a second. Can you just give me a second? All right, dude. All right, all right, all right. If you have some piano music to add here. Okay. Kevin Smith, we're, we're sorry. My host and I said a lot of things a few moments ago that we regret, and it was definitely not <laughs> just on my side of the table. <laughs> he said as much stuff as I did, so... That's BS. Just rewind the episode. No, don't. Technology doesn't work like that, Kev. I'm sorry. You can't go back. It only goes back in 15-second intervals. You'll never get it. Um, You'll either go over it or you'll go past it, so it's not worth it. But from the bottom of our hearts, the Forever Bogus Podcast is sorry about the rude things we've said. I love you, Kevin Smith. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about J-Dog. You're doing great. We do think that Chasing Amy could have been worked on a little bit more. (laughs) We have to go down this road now. No, but seriously, find the episode on 2B TV. I I forgot the actual title of the episode, but um, you'll definitely find it. He also did a a really weird like TV movie called Degrassi Goes Hollywood. Um, Kind of the same premise. But uh, it's still fun. It's fun. It's it's worth going back and watching. Yeah. Remind me to pitch a show called Degrassi colon Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> starring Nicolas Cage in a wheelchair. And he also has no lines. He's like, I'll be in this movie, but I don't want to walk or talk. I just want to <laughs> yes. be a vegetable. I think that's the next highest level of artistic expression. I love it. I've already taken note. Yeah. Okay. So write that down and we'll pitch that to some networks. But when I think about going to school, I also really, (laughs) when I think about, I literally said, when I think about going to school, (laughs) uh, it's been a long day, friends. I can tell. You know, I I said the name, I said your name wrong and I'm sorry for that. I'm just as sorry. You know we're podcasting right now, right? I'm just as sorry about saying your name as I'm sorry about (laughs) Kevin Smith's movies. We're sorry. We're, so, we're sorry. 
Very sorry. <laughs> uh, when I think about back to school, I think about anti-drug PSAs. Oh, yes. Um, I, I, I just think there was a big push throughout the 80s and 90s to uh, <clears throat> get kids not to use drugs. Yeah. And for the most part, it failed. And I think that um, part of that is, you know, when you make something so unattainable, kids, some kids get cured, you know? I don't know. I think that there was a different way we could have approached it as a society, This the anti-drug business. Maybe we'd be in a different situation now. I agree. But one of my favorite anti-drug situations is uh, after uh, Pee-wee got caught pulling on his Pee-wee. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, when I talk about pe- to people who don't or aren't as pop culture inclined as we are and probably our listeners are as well, um, when I bring up Pee-wee, they say, didn't he, like, touch a kid? See, that's uh, it's just a game. Really? Yeah, it's fucked up. It's a game of telephone. Um, where, How like, interesting. I didn't realize that. I hear people say that all the time. So, like, think about that. There's people out there who think Pee Wee Herman is a kid fucker just because they heard, like, that, jacked that up. info. And that sucks. Because by today's standards, Pee Wee Herman is, like, a great pervert. He's the kind of pervert you want to be your neighbor. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Touch yourself in a dark theater. I don't care. He didn't shoot anybody besides the back no. of the guy's head who was sitting in front of him in the theater. Well, maybe. Maybe it was an empty theater. Yeah. Maybe he's, you know, who knows what kind of arch he's dealing with when he sprays. <laughs> so true. Um, but no, I, yeah, so Pee-wee's a good guy. And he, when he got busted doing that in the theater, he uh, he had to do community service. And part of his community service was doing that anti-crack PSA. And it's oh, really yes. jarring. It's Pee-wee Herman in character. It's not Paul Rubens. He's not like. No, he's straight up Pee-wee Herman doing the Pee-wee voice. Hey, kids, this is crack bad for you and if you smoke it it's like really it's like a nightmare kind of it is my my view on crack doesn't change at before or after that commercial i i, I still think <laughs> yeah. like oh i probably shouldn't do that but i feel weird for those few minutes that commercial's on yeah the way it's lit and the way it's, it's spooky it's like a nightmare kind of it really does feel that way and that was kind of a popular approach when it came to drug psas it was kind of a- aggressive and strange and it made you feel uncomfortable but uh, I got to shout out to the MVPs who did it right in my book, man. If you want to get me not to do drugs, you got to get those rad teenage turtles on me. Yes. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to them. Yeah. Thanks, Mikey. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mikey found some like green bud that fell into the sewer and smoked it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Their love for pizza and strange concoctions on pizzas, they had to have been stoners. I think it's more likely likely Splinter is smoking while they're out. Yeah, absolutely. He digs out the stash. There's no way that like somebody would be able to live with four filthy maniacs and be chill about it unless he was smoking, <laughs> right. you know? But TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, anti-drug PSAs, we can't talk about, we cannot talk about Cartoon All-Stars of the Rescue. Oh, dude. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before on the cast, but it- it has to be brought up again. Yeah. I mean, we won't, We have brought it up in the past. So we won't go into super depth with it. But this is, like, really the most ambitious crossover ever. You know, screw, yes. your, screw your Marvel Universe and your yeah, whatever. Yeah, seriously. Like, this is getting all – every cartoon star from, like, all the channels, like, regardless of ownership or brand, all working together. Even Winnie the Pooh showed up for the soiree. Yeah. Muppet Babies came out of nowhere. Mikey from TMNT was there. It is one of the, it's actually the first scripted program to simultaneously be broadcast on NBC, CBS, and ABC in the USA. So the the three biggies, there was nothing before this that was scripted that was broadcasted on all three. 
pretty special. So it just kind of shows the story of a kid who is uh, falling into drugs and all of your favorite cartoons. I mean, who's there? We got Slimer. Yep. We've got Winnie the Pooh. We've got Alf. We've got some Bugs Smurfs. Bunny. We've got Bugs Bunny. We've got I think all Daffy's these- there too. Daffy's there. Oh, and that's there. And <laughs> I don't remember that one. No, no, that's Slimers. That's my Slimer. Ah. Slimers there. Um, everybody's hanging out, hanging brain, having a good time, telling kids not to use drugs. There's a great like this character who's the guy who's trying to get the u- kid to use drugs. He's like a a spooky smoke, smoke cloud, but he looks like a ghost, ghost guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like a mafia guy or something like that. But he's a, <laughs> yeah, he's he a sounds mafia, like he is he's a mafia ghost. It's, that's what's actually somebody should write a story about a mafia ghost. That sounds pretty fun. <laughs> And this tape was everywhere. You get it in McDonald's. Yeah, I believe you can go to like your mom and pop rental shop and they can rent it out to you for free. Absolutely. And I think that I own it on VHS. I, I bet you you do. I sure do. I, I, I think that all bogus heads out there should probably get their hands on a copy of uh, Cartoon All-Stars for the Rescue or at least watch it on YouTube in glorious 480p. Yes. And uh, <laughs> this actually falls perfectly in place with my my last topic here. And that is my after school rituals. And TV played a big role in my after school rituals. That was because there's this golden hour. And I don't know if all kids experience this or not, but it's, it's the golden hour of being released from school and until your parents come home. Oh, so you have yeah. the whole house to yourself. And I would run straight from the bus uh, to home to catch the after school TV programs on Fox Kids, WB Kids, Toonami. You, you cannot miss Batman and DBZ. When you when you eat like mayonnaise sandwiches. Yes. So I'm going to get to that uh, because <laughs> I imagine that all of our listeners were drunk food kids or are still drunk food kids. Are you uh, talking about best after school snacks right now? Uh, not fully. We're kind of close. Okay. Um, so I had full ring on all of the snacks at home until my parents came home. And uh, one snack, for some reason, stands out among all the others. Do you remember Lay's Wow Chips? No. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so... Lay's Wow Chips were these fat-free potato chips that were produced by Frito-Lay containing Oslin, or Olin, uh, which is a fat substitute that adds no calories to the products. And it was marketed as like the first fat-free, no-calorie potato chip. That seems fucked up. What's it made out of? Olin. What is that though? Like, what is it? Just like chemical? It's a fat substitute. It's a, it's a chemical. And so this was introduced uh, in 1998. And I remember it being a big deal because this is when everybody and their fucking grandmothers were going on like a diet kick. Yeah. Everything that was uh, either had the word diet in it, my parents bought. I don't fully know why. I don't know if my mom had issues with her image and that's all she bought. And that's, you know, what's that's all that was at home. So we had to, to eat it. But it, it was there. Uh, even though these chips were really popular when they first came out, sales dropped significantly by 2000. And that was mostly because the only that they used to create it caused abdominal cramping, diarrhea, anal leakage, and other gastrointestinal (laughs) symptoms. So uh, there was this company that saw this and saw all the complaints and pretty much sued Frito-Lay. And so they were pretty much forced to put a warning on the bag. And it straight up says... It will cause anal leakage on the back. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> what? what is that chemical called that you love so much? Olin? Olin. O-L-E-N. 
E-A-N. Fred Olin Ray. Fred Ol- Olstrelene. Fred <laughs> Olstrelene. Young Bryce with blue hair and white hair. Blue and white hair, half and half. <laughs> Mom, I want my Olin chips. My, where's my Olin chips? I don't know why I gave you a Michael Jackson voice as a kid. I don't know why either. Mom. Maybe it's because it's my, you know, that's my persona, Blue Snow. It's me, Blue Snow, Mom. I want to watch Teenager eat my Olin chips. Mom, I can't stop shitting in my bed. So in 1998, my mom got these chips. And I had to preface this just a little bit by saying that I was a massive fan of nacho cheese Doritos. Like ever since I was introduced at a young age, I've been pretty much addicted to nacho cheese Doritos. I mean, ranch is great. All the other flavors have been great. But the old true flavor of Doritos <laughs> is nacho cheese. I feel like I can't tell you. Guys, you can't see it because it's a, uh, an audio medium, but I feel like I've, like, you've just really gone down a psychotic rabbit hole here. He, I did for a moment. He just, he's so serious in this moment. He's too close <laughs> to the, mic, the the camera. Only the top of his head is sticking up and he's underneath and this sweating. light bulb. He's in a basement. He's sweating. He's going, I only think about nacho cheese chips. That is it. I don't care about Cool Ranch. That's all I think about. So my mom got the Wow Nacho Cheese Doritos, and I instantly fell in love. And if you know me well enough, you know that I can finish a bag of Doritos from open to finish in one setting. Like I, I somehow get lost in this trance of nacho cheese dust and the crunch and the feel and the texture of it gets this in my mouth. This is still fucked up. The, only the top of your head is showing on the camera and you're so serious right now. I should be recording the video of this. <laughs> oh my God. So needless to say, I ate the whole bag. <laughs> I ate the whole bag and my mom didn't know it because I always got embarrassed too if I ate something like too quick and it was gone so i hid the bag and around midnight i swear my asshole was falling out yeah dude like i woke up uh having like the worst stomach cramps i've ever had in my entire life and i had like the worst diarrhea it was so bad that my mom ended up like (sighs) pretty much saying you need to stay home from from school and I, st- I still did not admit that I ate the whole bag of Wow Nacho Cheese Doritos. Mom, I ate all the chips. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you're giving me the Michael Jackson voice. <laughs> I, I don't like that. That's Bruce. That's my alter ego okay. that I don't like. All right. That's how he sounds. All right. <laughs> so I guess the moral to the story is always, and I mean always, check for warning signs before you eat dietary anything. Yeah, and, and actually uh, Pringles, any kind, whether they're fat-free or whatever the fuck, they all have that thing on the side that says yes. uh, too many of them cause uh, anal leakage. Same thing with- Because they um, have the o- the Oling in it. Yeah, uh, Fre- yep. the Fred Olin Ray. Yep, and we want to hear your after-school ritual. So definitely hit us up on our Instagram or send us an email at forever.bogus.forever at gmail.com. I believe at some point- in this season, we're going to get to your uh, fan mails or maybe hate mail. I'm sure we're going to get some. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> it's going to be just from Kevin Smith. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, school is officially back in session, Jamie. How are you feeling about the school year? There are less kids riding bikes in the streets. Yeah. And uh, that means that we are getting there. We're getting close to the end for all these kids. They're about to become 
squished members of society. Unfortunately so, who stare at their phones until they fall asleep. Well, guess what? That also means when you're in that back-to-school season, that means you're almost at the end of September, which means that uh, it's almost Halloween time. So that's something really interesting to get excited about. Yep. There is something to look forward to. So Forever Boogus Halloween season actually starts September 24th with a Snick or Treat live stream from... Forever Boogus! Uh, I do got to give a quick shout out to Ethan from uh, at the only twiz on Instagram. He got me featured in the September issue of Spoiler Magazine. Oh, that was really cool. Yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah, I love that. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, definitely go check that out. I'm going to post the link at the uh, Boom Howdy website, or you can just click the link in our uh, Instagram bio, and it'll go straight to the magazine. And I got to say, it was not only am, is my section amazing and uh, very fruitful and very uh, inspiring, but the entire magazine's fantastic. Yeah. Is the whole thing about nostalgia and stuff? Um, Kind of, Yeah. It, but it also deals with a lot of like modern stuff. So they talk a lot about like the upcoming Batman movies and stuff. And uh, but they have a whole section about VHS, and I got featured in it. So I thought that was really cool. That is cool. Well, uh, so the next time you'll be hearing the Forever Bogus podcast, we will be going full force in Halloween mode. I'm going full force. <laughs> Jumping Jack Reacher. That's the best wrestling promo of all time. Look it up. That's who it is. Yeah. I even Googled it and nothing came up. So I'm glad we finally cleared the air there. Jumping Jack Farmer. I'm going full force. We talked to Jumping Jeff Farmer. Let's go now to that interview. You got me mad now. <laughs> I've stood around. I've listened to everything you had to say. I did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another, and you treat cheat me out of what's rightfully mine, that's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. I'm <laughs> issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Get in the ring with me. <laughs> this time, I'm going full force. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. We're going to be going full force in Halloween mode with the Forever Boogus Halloween podcast. And Jamie, I know we've got a lot lined up for it. Pod, if you don't like Halloween podcast, I will get mad now. It's time <laughs> to go full force on Halloween. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, until next time, always remember to be kind. Rewind. And we'll all stay bogus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me coughing now too. This be the best podcast in the universe. Hey, it's me, Jennifer Tilly. Hi, it's me, Joey Lord Adams. Welcome to the Jennifer Tilly Podcast. Yes, that's wrong. That's a wrong. That's the wrong voice. That was like Muckman or something. I don't, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> that was like my fucking Little John impression. Yeah, hey, it's me, Little John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs>